Hi everyone, welcome to the KidCast and welcome to the first episode of 2024. And um, Before we kick off and before I introduce the episode, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to every listen, every like, every follow, every share, every word of mouth and especially every guest that I have had on to date. Um, it does not go unnoticed how thankful and grateful I am for all of the support and the KidCast has just celebrated its first birthday Um, so I also want to announce that this year we will be introducing a brand new dad's panel show um, called Dads Know Best so keep your eyes and ears peeled Um, and if you've got any questions or mums if you've got any questions you want to get dad's opinions of please please send them in. Um, you can email me or you can DM me on Insta, whichever you prefer. So yeah, without further ado, this episode is with the wonderful Hannah. So Hannah has a little boy who is almost three. I say almost three. He'll be three in July. So I'm kind of, um, he's two and a half, wishing a bit of time away from him there. Um, and we chat all things to do with first time mum. Sort of um, the importance of following your own instincts and trying not to listen to other people's opinions. Hannah won't mind me saying this, she's got quite a large following on Instagram um, with her home account and her travel business. So with that large following sadly does come every now and then a little bit of trolling. So we talk about that. Hannah's very fortunate that um, it's it's not a massive amount. So, you know, I'm pleased for her in that aspect, but we do chat through those kind of things. And we also chat through a real big thing about career and working mum life, work-life balance, I suppose. And we also chat through some of our biggest challenges and biggest rewards since becoming parents. I hope you all enjoy. ready to get going <gasps> let's go okay so um jensen's three in july he is take me back to finding out you're pregnant oh okay yeah. this is actually quite a good story okay. um so i so he was born in the july yeah i found out i was pregnant in the november mm-hmm. obviously before so we were on the almost on the way out of lockdown yeah so i got my implant taken out which i've been on for absolutely mm. ages um was very much along the lines of a lot of my friends, it had taken them a while to fall pregnant. Some had been unfortunate with miscarriages. So it was a little bit like, I think maybe it's probably not going to be as straightforward as what yeah. we think. So let's like come off contraception, yeah. blah, blah, Anyway, it was really hard to get off contraception because it was my implant and it was locked down. No one would take oh, it out. Yeah. So I had to wait for months to get it taken out. Anyway, get it taken out. Was having a little bit probably of a midlife crisis because I was 30 in the November. Um, me and Alistair were not engaged. We were just living together. And I remember, like, must have been October, being like, at this point, I must have been pregnant but didn't realise. Yeah. And was like, we are literally cohabitors. We live together. That is all we are. And he must have been thinking, you cheeky thing. Because he had my engagement ring and everything and I didn't know. Yeah. So anyway, gets engaged on the 7th of November. 10.30 on the 15th, I had a, quite a bad hangover. 
And I was like, this is not right. Yeah. Like, I didn't drink loads because we were still in that lockdown phase where you couldn't really see a lot yeah. of people. So couldn't go out. I was supposed to be having a party. Didn't end up having the party. That all got cancelled. Um, and me and Alistair had a couple of drinks. And I was like, I'm really, really hungry. But it had gone on for ages. Found out on the 19th that I was pregnant. Found out I was six weeks plus on the test. And oh, I was yeah. like... <gasps> Obviously, the worst girls ever because I'd had a champagne when we got engaged and then I yeah. drank, obviously, on my birthday. Went for a private... We managed to book in for a private scan. Yeah. Found out it was about eight or nine weeks. So, all of a sudden, I felt like I'd missed quite a big chunk of my pregnancy yeah. already because some people literally find out after a week. Yeah. Um, but I just hadn't come on my periods after taking my implant out. So, just did not think. Yeah. So, I think I was panicked because I thought... <gasps> It's happened so much, you know. I think I'm ahead. I was thinking, huge, literally, like the biggest month ever. And he went, "Whoa, that was a turn of events." He went, "We went from being cohabitants to being engaged, pregnant, and turning thirty all within the space of two weeks." So it was, it was one of them. I got engaged, I was starting to plan, like think of planning wedding, and then that just got put on the back burner because I was like. Well, I'm going to be having a baby next summer. So, so what's the point? So what is yeah. the point? Yeah. Um, which is obviously being put on the back burner again because now I'm like, well, I've got a baby now. So yeah. it's like the cost of a wedding. Yeah. Um, but no, it was a very roller coaster yeah. ride finding out I was pregnant, to be honest. Yeah. Just didn't expect it to be so soon. But you know. Fantastic. You didn't find out what you were having, No, did you? I didn't. So I talk, didn't. Talk to me about birth then. So I didn't want to find out what I was having because... What I think also, my mum always said to me, it's going to be the best surprise you'll ever have. Because she was like, it's the only thing in life now that is really, truly a surprise. Yeah. Obviously, like, I was shocked when Alice proposed to me, didn't think it was going to happen. But sometimes people know when they're going to get yeah. engaged. They know certain things. And my mum was like, this is the one thing you won't know. But I got to about 32 weeks and I was like, I need to know what this is. <laughs> like, I've got something inside me that's a full-blown human and I don't know whether it's a boy and a girl. So that was really difficult those last few weeks, I thought, yeah. like, not knowing. Um, so then, birth-wise, I... It was the hottest summer, like, on record. Yeah. I was going over, so I was due on, like, the 8th, I think it was, of July. He wasn't born until the 21st. And oh, wow. I was, uh, yeah, I was, like, uh, 13 days over, I think it was, in the end, 13, 14 days over. Um, and I'd been for sweeps. Again, it was sort of, like, uh, like I couldn't go and see my midwife, just, mm-hmm. like, to say she couldn't obviously just come to me, so I had to book things in. So I'd been for a couple of sweeps, nothing, nothing happened. Um, they she took and then it was like right okay you are going a little bit too close now so around i must have gone in about like the 18th it must have been mm. of july she was like right you're gonna need to go in and get the pessary yeah. I was like, pessary yeah so it goes in they put the strap things on me because they monitor you and his heart rate was just dropping really suddenly and then it'd get back to normal then it dropped really suddenly and it didn't really they just weren't happy with it so mm-hmm. luckily one of my friends had actually said to me just be aware you might go in get this pessary and it might bring labor on dead quick pack your bags mm-hmm. and i for someone who was really organized pregnancy threw me a little bit and i remember packing yeah. my, my bag dead late and everything yeah. thinking like oh sugar my mum was like have you packed yeah. I was like, no, not yet. Um, so I think I had in my head I was going to go over anyway. So I was a little bit like, I've got plenty of time. Yeah. Um, so I took my bag with me, thank God, because they were like, right, you're not leaving until. You... And I was like, not leaving until when this evening? And they were like, no, until you've had the baby. And I was like, I am not prepared. Like, I'm not emotionally prepared for this. So anyway, goes in on the 18th, goes on a ward. 
it was absolutely heaving because COVID babies just like ramped up every um so I was on a ward where other women were getting induced and it was literally like for the I think I was there for two nights two or three nights it was three days two nights and it was like being in that friends episode where you Rachel and everyone was giving birth around you because it got to the point where I remember saying to the woman in a delusional state, can I go in that bed over there? Because there's been about five women who've gone in it and they've all given birth and I'm still sitting here. And people were literally giving birth on that ward. Like, I remember one woman, like, bless her, screaming in the night. She was like, I need to push, I need to push. And, like, her husband ran and got someone. And I actually heard the woman go, oh, my God, you're so brave. You're 10 centimetres. We need to get you moved. And I was thinking, I don't want that, that yeah. like, that to be me. Yeah. Um, so... To be fair, it was very, very lucky. So Alistair, my partner, is like medical background. So it got to the point where he was speaking to the consultant saying, right, she's getting closer and closer. Because I was like, just put me in for a plan C-section. I was like, I got to the point where I was so tired. I hadn't slept all them nights because people were literally giving birth in the night. And I was like... I don't think I've got the energy to no. even have to think like, about to pushing. Think out no. there. And I was thinking, I don't know, it's my first one, so we don't know what it's going to be like. It's probably going to be really long. I have not got the energy. Um, so he was speaking to them about trying to get a section in because they couldn't move. So they wanted to break my waters for like over a day, but couldn't because there was no room on the delivery suite and they yeah. would only break my waters on the delivery suite. It's just almost like, oh, women's, 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 which to be honest with you, apart from being busy, cannot afford whatsoever. The midwives. She took my hat off to them. Yeah. They were just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, in the end, they managed to get me uh, a bed. Yeah. Um, so then they took me in on the 20th, broke my waters at like 6pm. He was then born on the 21st in the morning. Well, it was like nearly noon, about quarter to 11. So it was quite long from then. Mm-hmm. Um but I just didn't want... So the pessary didn't work at all. And then I didn't want to, like, go on the drip. So I was trying to do everything I could. I was going for a walk around the car park. Yeah. Where I was bouncing on a ball. It was roasting because it You're was, like, the theatre to breathe. Yeah. yeah. I was just, like, yeah. I've, I, I have had enough now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So then contractions came. Were really strong. So one... I think one thing that got me was one midwife came in and was like, oh, my goodness. She was, like, you're five centimetres. So I was, like wow like yeah. that hasn't been that bad at all like yeah. it was painful but I was like oh manageable manageable yeah and I was thinking right I'm halfway yeah. someone came in and was like right now you're only three so at first I was like oh, fuck's sake. yeah <laughs> so I was like right okay I'm three and then like another hour went past it might have even been an hour and a half and I was getting contractions like every it was something ridiculous like every six minutes but they were lasting about like over a minute mm-hmm. or whatever so I was thinking I wasn't was even might have even been longer they were literally coming back to back, back, to back yeah. and I was thinking I don't know how much longer I can do this yeah. poor Alistair was like rubbing my back I had a tens machine on I was getting him to track my contractions <laughs> on the app he was like I don't think I can do much more of this I was like okay mate yeah. <laughs> um and someone came back in and I remember saying to him if I'm three centimeters again I need an epidural. Yeah. Um, because I think two hours have passed and she did come in and she was like, listen, you are only still three centimetres. And I was like, no way, yeah. not a chance in hell. Get me that epidural. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, babies, baby could be bigger at this point. Well, cause yeah, because I was two, two weeks, weeks over. And I was thinking, yeah. I was big. I like ballooned yeah. the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, and I just, and they'd said, obviously, he was a good size right the way through. Really? So I think he was quite yeah. average and he was £8.11 when he was born. So he was, he yeah. was quite big. Um, <laughs> But it got to the point where I was like, no, give me an epidural. And I think if I did it again, 
I lost my head a little bit. So yeah. I think I'd, I'd done all the hypno birthing classes yeah. before. I'd done everything that went out of the window <laughs> as soon as I got that first contraction. Yeah. But then when I got the epidural, because I knew I had to stay still, I stayed dead still for yeah. ages. So I was thinking I could have probably lasted longer, but... You don't get a But also, if you're exhausted... I was so tired. Yeah, it's, not, it's not like your waters have gone naturally. Yeah. You've got to three centimetres no. at home. And it's only been a no. couple of hours. Literally, it's been, it was all four. Seven to two thing. hours. Yeah. Um, so in the end, got the epidural. And then, dream. 100% <laughs> getting it next time we're going. Because we both slept. Yes. Alistair was, bless him, he'd slept on a ch- like a chair. Yeah. Because like, he was allowed to stay with me, which I was so, so, so grateful of. Yeah. He'd stayed with me a couple of the nights before. And this, like hero of a midwife came in because he was lying on a, on like two chairs with his butt yeah. hanging down the middle and she was like you didn't ask she said so you getting it and she brought us my pull out bed oh. so he was like oh my god so we literally slept for about 10 hours and yeah. um, then there was like a midwife changeover the midwife who I had she was like she woke me up and she was like right you're nine centimeters now and I remember being like right wake him up now and yeah. she was like oh no you've still got a little while like yeah. and I was like wake him up now <laughs> so I woke him up and then she did say to me because I was topping the epidural up every yeah. time I felt a bit of pain she was like right I don't want you to top it up anymore I want you to, to see how you go, to see how you, go. Yeah. you want to be able to feel when you need to push blah 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 yeah. anyway stop that pushed for about an hour nothing happened um a doctor came in and was like, right, you, you, I think he was literally like, you've got 15 minutes left before we intervene and take you down for an emergency section. So my midwife, oh, I can't even think of a name, but I've got it written on a card. She was so lovely. She was from London. She was doing like a cover shift. Um, and she was like, I want you to have this baby naturally. She was like, you've worked all this way yeah. now. Don't let this now, yeah. like almost be for a waste. And um, so she was like, come on, let's do it. And anyway, he was coming, but not. Like, he was almost getting a little bit stuck, so he was the suction cap oh, thing. Yeah. Um, now, the only thing that happened after that, so when, he, when they pulled him out with the suction cap, they did me an episiotomy and everything, so that was all, like, as, as it is. I'd had an epidural anyway, so it couldn't feel it, so it was fine. Um, but the cord snapped. Oh, so wow. as soon as he came, the cord just must have been small, and looking back on it now, they were like, that's why his heart rate, heart rate was going up and down. He must have had just had hold of his cord, yeah. the way he was like holding on it. But anyway, the cord snapped as he came out. So <laughs> there was literally blood everywhere. everywhere. And I didn't get that then. Chest on chest, you know, like everything. I just didn't yeah. get skin on skin. They just took him away um, because not all of that blood had obviously gone through him. So he wasn't like crying or anything at first yeah. so they obviously brought him in he was literally grey gave him oxygen um, and then you just stayed him crying but that seemed so long in reality it was probably about three minutes mm. but it literally seemed like a lifetime mm. and I was thinking I was getting stitched up he was over there there was about six or seven midwives around and literally everyone blew in Ali was just standing there and it's funny now looking back but he just had this fan that he'd been like fanning me with and he was just like he was like I didn't know Where to like what to do yeah. and he said it obviously everyone thinks about the woman at birth which absolutely 100% right he's like but you almost need like a commentator in the room to mm. say right this is this this is this they're coming in to do yeah, whatever I guess that. and we didn't know what he was no. so we didn't know it's so why I was like well and then we heard him cry and it was like oh it's fine blah 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 blah, blah. and I was like can someone tell me what it is? Like, what it is? And they were like, do you want the dad to tell you? I was like, yeah, Ali had to like climb over about five people to go around to that side of the room. And then he told me it was a boy and I was like, I knew, I knew it yeah. was a boy. Um, so it was quite stressful. But at the same time, it was, 
I don't know. I just wouldn't have changed it really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was very similar to you. I didn't get that skin on skin yeah. straight away because Bella had to get resuscitated. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking Bella had a really short cord that was in the back of my mind because obviously I did do hypnobirthing and part of it was like if you want to get your delay cord clamping. Yeah, which I wanted. So I, wanted I wanted everything well. and didn't get it. No, I didn't get any of that. <laughs> and I remember that, that was in the back of my mind. Not the fact that she'd been whisked off was... Oh, I wanted to like go. <laughs> I wanted a bit of skin on okay, skin. I got it. And at the time, I remember the the midwife, the student midwife who was next to me in the pool, and then the the main midwife was in front of me. The student midwife trying to rub the, rub Bella's back, but with a towel over her. But it just kept slipping oh. away in the water, and in my head, I'm thinking, Why are you trying why to put this towel to, back yeah. on this kid? It's just gonna keep slipping away. <laughs> but I think at the time, you just have no concept no. of exactly of what's going on, how severe yeah. anything is. And I remember at the time being. I was a little bit different to you. I literally was like, it's fine, she's been gone 30 seconds. Like, I was relaxed. Yeah. Because it was, it was done and it was over. But Steve's face was like... A picture. Yeah. You didn't want to know. No, like, yeah. completely. Hey, he was in that much of a tits. There was a huge, like, panic button on the wall. Just, and then a teeny oh. tiny button next to it. And they said, Dad, push the button. But he pushed the teeny tiny button. Because he didn't... And she just didn't the material goes. Come on! No, the other one! And this big alarm goes off. All these people come in. But it, to me, I'm just like... Oh, they'll be back in it. Yeah. Like, it, it just, it bizarre, just didn't register. It? it is Whereas bizarre. I mean, as a pe- general person, I'm quite, like, um, sort of, what's the what's the word? Like, f- like I think about, try not to, because it gets into a bit of a tears, but think about, like, a potential eventuality. Oh, 100% I'm the same. Yeah. Like, it, in a fear, in a fear, yeah. fear mindset. More so since having had Bella. But the fact that I was completely the other way. I was like, and afterwards, I think, I think that was me, my brain, like protecting me as yeah. I say, like don't process don't, what this yes. is because you don't Crazy. want it. Yeah, no. and I feel like now sometimes I have to think about it to remember what happened. Because I remember walking out to the hospital saying to saying to Alistair, I don't know how people say straight away that they go through all that again, I and I was thinking, at what point am I gonna go? I'll go I'll through it again. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, I will yeah. go through. But it did take me a while to yeah, yeah. get over that. Yeah. Um, and then I think that yeah, then when people ask, yeah, a lot of my friends were pregnant at the time, and I didn't want to tell them because I was a little bit like that is a little bit traumatic. And, and I didn't want to know that when I was pregnant. No, when so. you're pregnant, it's a different level of fear. Yeah, and I have that. I was very lucky. I said this. This is the. I was pregnant throughout. The second lockdown, that you know, like zone phase, yeah. things like what tier you're in, and then the full third lockdown until like two weeks before Bella was born. So, not nobody could really talk to me. I said, yeah. that kept me in the best positive yeah. mindset because nobody could you say to know. share the negative yeah. stories. And I, I hate that when people say, "Oh, you're never going to sleep again," or "You're never." No, just don't. Yeah, you don't need that when you're pregnant. No. That's the last, the last thing, thing you, you need. need. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Literally the last thing. So tell me about Jensen now. He's nearly three. He's nearly three. Talk to me about day-to-day life, because obviously I know you've got um, your travel business yes. alongside work. Normal job. Yeah. yeah. So what, what's the what's the goal? What's so, the goal? well, goal is, and obviously Jensen's getting a little bit older now, so yeah, he's three in July. Yeah. So he will be going to school, same as Bella, next September, yeah. Yeah, which is crazy, because yeah. obviously he will have only just turned four. Yeah. So I'm like, he's like oh, me, I'm a summer baby. baby. Your mum literally said yeah. you just turned four, and I just and then you go with like five-year-olds. Yeah. So it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, we've got, we work it quite well, to be honest, in terms of like childcare for him. So Alistair works five days, um, he does two days in a pharmacy, and then three days doing his aesthetics from home. So that's quite flexible in yeah. his three days. Um, but Mondays and Wednesdays, he's with my mum and dad. They're both retired. And then Tuesday and Thursday, he's in nursery, yeah. which 
I'm so pleased he's in there. Actually, I know. Obviously, my mum and dad are absolutely brilliant with them, but just the main around kids, yeah. like other kids and stuff. Yeah, it? like a hundred percent. So pleased that he's in there. And then on Friday, I'm off with him. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we have our weekend. So yeah. he's just a typical boy. Yeah. He's boisterous. <laughs> he's got no fear. He has my heart in my mouth all the time. Yeah. He likes to jump off stuff. He likes to climb. Yeah. He likes to go very quiet. And, and you go and hide, or you'll yeah. be like, "Where are you?" And then you looking for him um he's just got a lot of energy and he's dropped his naps now so yeah that it depends normally he drops his naps and particularly when he's with us he drops his naps yeah in there she still has about half an hour um which is fine because he goes to bed early he'll be in bed for seven half seven Mm. and he does generally sleep through but it's just entertaining them all day. It's hard. Isn't it's it? a full time job. Yeah. Like, it's people, hard. Honestly, people keep saying to me, So when are you and Steve having another? And I'm like, Come and spend a day. A with us. With Bella and I. And then you will understand why. Can't fit one in. No. Can't no fit way. one in. He is just wild. Yeah. Um, and I do think, like, okay, he's going to be going to school next year. So probably soon ish would be a perfect time. But I just do also love it just being us. us yeah and i know i don't want him to be an only child and hopefully like we will have more um but i do just like our little like yeah. unit yeah like we're out all the time because he loves being outside yeah. he'll be outside rain or shine um and he needs to be an energy off yeah like he's that kid that you just see running like forrest gump yeah <laughs> what do you think has been your biggest challenge to date um probably so Overall, I feel like we were really fortunate because when we were pregnant, we were very much like, we had like, and we still do have a lovely life. So we would go like for tea, we would just go out, we'd just do whatever. And obviously that's then when you have got a baby, it takes about 10 hours to get out the house, so like out the house at first. But we were very much he's going to fit into our lifestyle yeah. as well. Like, uh, he will still be going on holiday. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people were like, oh, you won't be going on these holidays anymore. And then mm. he was six months old and we took him long call. Yeah. We were just like, and then we just took him to Australia. Because yeah. we were like, well, we've got family there. We're going to have to go. Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest challenge has been more around, not necessarily, and I suppose this is links to maybe what I'll say at the end, but not listening to what other people yeah. say. Because you know your baby better than anyone. So people will be like, well, I would have done this. Or, well, you know when so-and-so was little and they, they were like at this stage at whatever time. Because it's so... You do find yourself comparing your baby to other babies. And I was like... <laughs> we were laughing before about being ADHD. But yeah. I needed to get out of the house every single day. Yeah. Every single day without fail. So I had a baby class booked. And again, I was fortunate to be able to do loads. Yeah. Did one every single day. Some days I did two. Every day? Every day. Oh, my God. And that because I was like, it's the only way I'm going to get myself get or get myself showered, bath him and get out the house. Bit of a purpose like, to I just, the day. Yeah, I yeah. needed. Because when Alistair, he was working three days then at the time in the pharmacy. It was nine till six. He was gone from half eight till half six. It's a long yeah. day to be on your own, yeah. like, with a baby. Yeah. Um, and if I'd stayed inside, oof, yeah. like, that's where I do think, thank God he wasn't born in lockdown. Because yeah. that would have just been so difficult for me yeah. um but did go out would meet mums so when you had them baby classes yeah. and you're you finding out what age those babies are and those babies and yeah. people compare and people give their own opinions and i think if you get taken in by that that can be like really difficult because every baby's different some Literally. babies do sleep through the night some babies yeah. don't and jensen didn't sleep through the night and didn't sleep through the night until i was more or less back in work 
when he was about, when he was nearly one, he was still getting up in the night for a bottle. And I remember just being like, I can't do this anymore. So I think it was more the sleep side yeah. that I found the biggest challenge because yeah. I need sleep. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, just not listening to what other yeah. people are, are going to say. That's difficult as well with you on Instagram as well. Yes. Because you've got a very big following on Instagram with your home account. Yeah. And obviously your travel account. Yeah. Do you ever get people who just overshare shall I say oh, all the time all the time and do you know what I love Instagram I absolutely love it and I would say I'm really fortunate when I hear about other people with a similar size following yeah what they get in yeah. comparison to what I get yeah. um but yeah I got not a lot of negative comments but did get quite a few about certain things particularly so I never breastfed yeah um didn't want to, I'll yeah. be honest. It, it was one of them. I remember having that conversation with Alistair when I was pregnant, thinking, I hope he doesn't want me to breastfeed because I really don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember having the conversation, he was like, that's absolutely fine. He was like, you do, like, mm-hmm. you do you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally think that was a massive help to my, like, anxiety and mental health when I had yeah. him as a new mum. Everyone's totally different, but I'd be on Instagram giving him a bottle of and doing whatever, and people would be like, oh, you're not breastfeeding. Wow. No, I'm not. And then they'd like to tell me why the benefits I of should be breastfeeding. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, my midwife's been through all this with me. Thanks. Thanks, hon. <laughs> I'm still going to bottle feed. Like, it's just one, like, they're the types of things. Or, like, my mum and dad, a first grandchild, so second grandchild on Alistair's side. Sad. But obviously, Oliver is in Australia. Yeah. Um, so, first grand, like, here, grandchild here. And first grandchild on my mum and dad's side. So, obviously... We're very fortunate that they both live five minutes away and they just adore him. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mum and dad, I did go and see my mum and dad most days mm-hmm. because my dad had retired. Yeah. My mum was working from home and she was part-time as well. So if I finished a baby class or whatever, then rather than going home, I'd just pop, pop in. Like they could see him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And sometimes my mum would be like, well, you drop him here. You go and change your beds or do whatever you want to do. Yeah, Come back and get him. Get literally, get wash your hair. Yeah. Like that was something I didn't like yeah. do that often. Um, I you still wash your hair. It's probably worse now. Now I think when he was newborn, I could have just sat him there and yeah. something while I blew my hair. But yeah. anyway. Um, and she would, but then people were like, oh, she never seems to have a kid. You know, when you're like, right, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. You see 24 hours yeah. of my life on Instagram. Yeah. You see about five minutes. Yeah. So I think that can be the wow. difficult side of it. Yeah. But I do think I'm a strong enough person to just yeah. be like... Like, at first, I was a little bit like, these people are asking me, and like, people were asking me whether we had a dummy, people were asking me whatever. And I was thinking, well, there's no right or wrong way. It's whatever way I... Yeah. Like, whatever way I want to do it. And if my mum and that do want to see him... And have them for a sleepover at a couple of months old. That's up to them. Like, I had her first sleepover at my mum's when she was five weeks old. I think Johnson was about six weeks. Yeah. yeah. And I could not wait. And she had it every week until I changed my job in August. So every week, every Friday. And it's lovely for them. Like, that's so lovely yeah. for them and for Bella. Yeah. To be able to grow up so close to her grandparents. And I think, I remember saying to stay, like, my mum, I never slept, slept over at my grandparents. So for Bella to be able to stay over at Nan's. And that's Dee's mum's yeah. as well. They do, she does stay quite regularly. And also, they offer. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going, please they have me. Yeah. Here she is in a parcel. <laughs> yeah. She's saying, oh, yeah, I'll have Mine you will be the same, yeah. yeah. She'll just say, like, even because we don't go out loads. We're not, like, a big, say, like, drinking couple yeah. or whatever. Um, if we, if she'll say, like, oh, well, can we have Jensen for a sleepover, like, yeah. on whatever, then... 
we'll go to the pictures or all my friends we go for just tea. stay in we go yeah for tea literally get a takeaway yeah. and just stay in yeah. um but yeah it is it's it's weird one but really strange yeah I think people and opinions are probably the biggest, that's the biggest thing I've taken from starting this podcast. Is yeah. People will always push their opinion. I put 100% on you, 100%. whether you want it or not. And I think that's the thing, like I didn't, I, people will say, oh, but you've put yourself on Instagram and you've done that. And I have, and I put my hands up, yeah, yeah I have. Mm-hmm. But, and everyone has an opinion. I get that, because mm-hmm. I have opinions too. Mm-hmm. And I might not agree with the way some people do things. Yeah. I might not, agree, I might not like the way the colour of the walls that someone paints mm-hmm. in their house I just wouldn't tell them exactly. that's the difference because I just think if you haven't got anything nice to say don't say it use your emotional intelligence yeah. and don't contribute to like, the subject feel free yeah. to talk to your partner go oh don't like that oh, yeah. oh god can't believe she's not breastfeeding if you yeah. did that's fine but does a new mum really need to hear that or does someone who's just painted the house who's worked really hard yeah. to get that done and pay for that paint or do whatever need to know that do they need to know that you don't like it yeah Talk to me about your biggest reward then. With Jensen, yeah. Um, I just, like, I think the age that he's at now, so he's like two and a half now, and I suppose the age right the way through, to be fair, every age for me has gotten better and better and better. Yeah. So, like, when he started to smile, I was like, oh, yeah, he, ac- he actually likes me. Or <laughs> he's actually thankful for me keeping him alive for the past couple of weeks. Um, but now I just think it's little things like he's so he's such a loving child yeah. and he will come up to you and just give you a hug and say I love you oh. and you know when you go oh, yeah. oh I've made you be able to do that yeah. um, and you've just seen him with like Alistair as well he's yeah. exactly the same. he's not really like yeah, I suppose he probably did he mm, probably favours me a little bit more in certain things but yeah. maybe like when he's upset and stuff like that he'll want me mom. to do things yeah. or he will if he's got his coat on and Ali goes well I'll take it off and he goes no mummy take it off like just certain things mm. um but I just I just think it, him he's just oh, yeah overall, he does seem like a lovely little boy he's so he's just so cute yeah. he's feral but he's very very cute <laughs> like he, like sometimes I go into nursery and oh god the other day I went in and they've got like you know, like a glass panel yeah. in the door and I just peeked in to see who he was playing with what he was doing so a few of my friends have got kids there and he was just stood at the door and I was like well right and he was like mummy I've been naughty and I was like oh sugar what are these <laughs> gonna come out and tell me now and she came out and she was like he hasn't been naughty she was like we just need to tell him he can't run indoors he can only run outside and i'm thinking that's alice's fault because he chases him around the our house. house run around like a loony like yeah. run around the island and everything on yeah. a scooter and i think and then yeah he's going to nation you're not meant to run indoors no because you can run into people and things um but he is so he is wild but he's just so loving yeah he really is yeah Talk to me about general mum life then. So have you found how have you found transitioning from Hannah the maiden to Hannah the mum? So overall, when we started off, and again, I think I was fortunate because Alice, so Alice is self-employed. Um, so we did take quite a long time mm-hmm. off for from pharmacy side of things. And when he was doing clients, it was from the house. Mm-hmm. So we'd literally be gone for a 20 minute Botox appointment and then he might be back for a few minutes and then he might be gone so I felt like I had him around a Mm -hmm. lot which was huge help the biggest thing for me that I think is the challenge is not necessarily Jensen it's the house it's everything else so now not only have I got him to obviously worry about but don't get me wrong Alistair is like we are pretty much 50-50 we're like he will take him to nursery or do whatever but 
it's everything else it's yeah. the food shop it's making sure that yeah we've got everything for Jensen his stuff's packed for the week when he's yeah. at my mum's or nursery bag or whatever yeah. everything else the washing absolutely the washing is washing. Ridiculous. never ends no. I never see the bottom of my yeah. of my washing basket to cleaning yeah and also I was doing my four day week job and my other job yeah. so I feel like that's the thing at the moment that I find like the biggest challenge is everything else do you have any time Still for doing you? it yeah I do to be fair so I and I do prioritise the gym now pre-Jensen you would never have caught me dead in the gym (laughs) I just wouldn't have gone I hated every single second of it I remember in lockdown I got myself quite fit because me and Alice were doing workouts outside in the garden obviously where that like everyone else was lovely um, and was getting fit obviously then found, found out I was pregnant and then as soon as I had him I was like right that's gonna be my time I took him to like Belly by Rachel does the class, so I took yeah. him to... So he came with me to that when I was getting back into it. Then I decided to get a PT that I was going to once a week, which obviously I didn't take him to. He was in there, because that was more so when I was going back to work. Mm-hmm. And he was in there on a Thursday, so Alistair would take him in in the morning. Um, but the gym for me is my time. Mm-hmm. It's just my hour. I either go on my lunch and work, or I'll go... Like after work, say like I'll finish about half four and go before I go and get him from mm-hmm. nursery or from mum and dad's, and that's like my time mm-hmm. because my travel job is very much nighttime based. Yeah. So I'm on calls of an evening yeah. or I'm doing whatever to like nine. I might be messaging people back yeah. or whatever. So whereas previously nighttime would have been my time yeah. and my time with Alistair as well. Yeah. Now it's the gym, and I think that's why I do prioritize the gym because that is. My time. Your time. My peace yeah. and quiet where I can just go right to you later. Yeah. yeah. And just go off for an hour. Yeah. I used to be the other way. So before before Bella, I used to go to the gym. I'm going to say six days a week. Not, not usually on a Sunday, mm. but work at seven. But I had a practical job. So I was constantly on, the constantly on the move. So I think that was probably the biggest shock for me. Steve is a PT. So he's up at half five every morning and he's out. He's gone. Every morning. So every morning it's just Bella and I. Yeah. Not every morning, but the majority of the mornings. And then when it comes to evening time, he's also gone. Gone. Again. Yeah. So any time that I could have gone to the gym between me working in the day and having Bella before and Bella after, it was like... It's got, yeah, people, gone. people kept going to me, why, why don't you go to the gym anymore? And I'd be like, when? You tell me when I'm going to the yeah. gym, hon. Because between getting a baby ready for the day and me ready for the day, dropping them off, then working... Then come back home and doing all the thing again, getting them ready for bed, putting them in bed. Then my husband coming in and us actually having half an hour together. Yeah, yeah. Before me going, I'm absolutely dead on my feet. I'm going to go to bed. When am I going to the gym? Mm. And I think it's a big. I've only only just started going back to the gym properly. I'd say since November. Mm. And that's probably since I've worked from home. Yeah, and you've say, got that little, little bit of a... PT studio is just in the square, and I've just joined the little gym on the corner. Yeah. So if I'm not with the PT, if I'm not with my PT, I'll just go in the, in the little gym on yeah, the corner. and just do a little... But the difference in that is Huge. unbelievable. And I didn't realise how beneficial Huge. it was prior to that until Yeah. Then. Well, that, I think that's me in terms of didn't realise how good exercise and that is just for your mental health oh and just gosh. for your own well-being yeah. until I had Jensen because yeah that is my time mm-hmm. I mean I like Alistair trains loads as well so he sometimes will train twice a day he gets up in the morning and goes mm-hmm. so he's sort of out first thing and then we obviously both go to work and do whatever mm-hmm. so yeah mornings will be out the way for me so that's why I really need to go for day yeah. because if I didn't go over day then yeah I probably yeah. wouldn't be able to go over night yeah. time yeah. um so that is my slot yeah that but yeah it's 
So important. Yeah. Do you know, I listened to a podcast the other day. It was um, CEO, Diary of a CEO. Yeah. If you ever listened to that Steve, one. Yeah. And he had a guest on, I can't remember her name, this fabulous doctor, and she was talking about stress. And she was saying that our bodies can only take on two life events at once to deal with habitual changes around stress. Oh, wow. So if you have moved house, changed your job, had a baby, lost a member of the family, um, struggling with any kind of anxiety in general if you've got more than more than the maximum of two of them happening at any one time your body just goes into like yeah meltdown and how do you handle this Mm. and that was i thought that was really important that's probably been the biggest change for me the past sort of what how many many weeks since november 12 weeks 12 weeks yeah and i thought what i've tried to do now is just instill things one thing at a time yeah and just the biggest difference in that and that would be my tip to any new parents is just do one thing at a time. You're trying to get sense. yourself back to wherever you were. I'm that person that compares me constantly yeah. to former me. Yeah. And give myself a really hard time for it. Just do one thing at a time. And then when that's in place, then take, take on more. something else. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's really hard trying to find a balance mm. between wanting to feel like you still, but also wanting to be the best parent you can be. You can be. And I don't think you ever go back to fully no. you. No. Because... Didn't have that human then. No. So everything's changed, yeah. but you can still obviously, like I still am Hannah. I've still got like my same friendship group that we go out, out with and we, okay, it takes us about five months to organise <laughs> to organise something now with the amount of kids. Yeah. But we do still have, and I've still got the travel side of things that I absolutely love and I go away like quite a bit with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do, and I don't know whether I'd want to be fully old yeah. Hannah again because yeah. I wouldn't have him so I think yeah. you obviously get something yeah. out of it but yeah. you do change slightly but you yeah you definitely need yeah. something for yourself you do and I think 100%. That's, that's been the biggest change I think in my mindset recently is definitely um no no compromises no that time is and you just feel better for it and sometimes you know what yeah I think oh my god I really can't be bothered going right now I've got as I say, if I'm saying I'm going on my lunch and I'm thinking, well, I could be putting a wash on and getting that wash out and doing the dishwasher and doing whatever. No, because that will still be there when I get yeah. back. Yeah. But I'll feel 10 times better yeah. and I'll probably do it a lot quicker. Fly through so, it. So, yeah, yeah, like, I may as well just go. And I get that the gym's not for everyone. It wasn't for me. Yeah. It wasn't for me before, Jensen. Yeah. I was just fortunate that I could just stay slim if I yeah. just cut out a bit of bread or yeah. whatever. <laughs> Whereas now, yeah. I can't. Yeah. So, it like, yeah. but it does just give me... A bit, of a bit of my time and just a bit of energy yeah. just to then carry on with the day with Jensen yeah. if, I'm, if I'm going to be like <laughs> go in the park or whatever in the afternoon yeah so yeah yeah is there anything that I've not actually that you want to talk about um no not really I think obviously um business wise yeah I feel like one thing I would say is even though so say for example with my other job, I sort of when I had Jensen, I lost like not my career, not my like my mind around my career, but I lost like that urge to really yeah. like go for promotions Completely where I was previously like that. Yeah. But then when I found the travel program for me, that gave me that back. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, if there's promotions in my day job, I will still one hundred percent go for them mm-hmm. because I feel like I have got that like little bit of like career mind and that back. back. Yeah. Um, but. I think for me now, with Jensen and future babies, that career that I've got, don't get me wrong, it's great, and it's 100% pays the bills, but it's just, I'm just stuck in that nine till mm. five, where I was doing this, mm. and I think a lot of people do say to me, how do you find the time? 
but I've just found the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. anyone can find the time. Um, it, it's just prioritising that because that's going to make me a better parent as well because due to me being able to do that travel business, I've now got a David yeah. Jensen just on my own with him. Yeah. Hopefully can drop them more. Hopefully at some point can give up that completely mm-hmm. and be able to focus on the travel side, which gives me full-time freedom. Like, to me, there's going to be nothing better than yeah. having my days the way I want yeah. them. Obviously, still working and doing whatever, yeah. but I'm just going to have my days to myself. Um, but also making sure that other women, obviously, and men, know that they can yeah. also do things. Just yeah. because you have your babies doesn't mean you have to stop doing things for you in terms of work yeah. and in terms of... And I know it can be very, very difficult mm-hmm. to be able to find a job when you have got children and if you can't put them in childcare, you have, like, I'm so fortunate I can put, put them in childcare and I've got my parents mm-hmm. there for those two days. Would it be very different if I couldn't? Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think I'd do yeah. the travel business because it's given me that financial side which will give me financial freedom. Yeah. Um, and just to help other people as well. Yeah. Um, like you. Yeah, like me. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. I think it's unbelievable, just talking about the um, the travel side of things. I came back and spoke to State about the willable income oh, as yeah. well. That I didn't think it, I didn't know, realise it was two generations. Two as well. generations. That is unbelievable. It's scary. It's scary. Yeah. And obviously the business, so at the moment the business obviously isn't old enough for a bit to have happened to anyone yeah. um but there are people that we've yeah. lost in the business and their yeah. children are getting paid that money and i just think for for me if i died now or oh god forbid yeah. anything happened to me in my current job now alistair and jensen get like two years pay yeah. my two years pay whatever um which would be fine but if that's not like an ongoing thing it wouldn't set jensen up for no. whatever or future children whereas this he would just get paid every single month and I just think why wouldn't you want that unbelievable for your children because at the end of the day you do a hell of a lot of things for them yeah so I'm doing whatever and I'm going to work and I'm earning that money for him to be able to have like a better life whether that's more holidays whether it's school whether it's whatever you that you do it for your kids don't you do you know what I mean and to be able to just think that if if and when something does happen to me he's sorted not necessarily sorted but like obviously i'd still want him to go out and get a job because i want him to know the value of money but he's set up and he wouldn't have to worry like to me that's just priceless it is i think it's so important funny you mentioned on career because i i know we talked about it before we started recording but i literally cannot explain like the tumultuous feeling i have around career and what i should do for a living it's the weirdest thing Mm. but i think it's i think it's maybe like the last part of sort of finding yourself again after having children 100%. for me anyway it has been for me um and i just feel like i've said this to stay some people can just suck it up and get on with a nine yeah. to five i can't no i really struggle and i always think like i'm th- all right i'm not old by any means i'm 32 almost 33 but equally i'm 33 nearly so i've lived hopefully yeah. a third of my life I don't want to just spend the rest of it working, just working on something yeah. I don't really, really want love. to do. Yeah, yeah oh, I'm not know. that enjoying and enjoying doing that much anymore. And I think it shocked me the other day when I seen it plastered all over Instagram that the retirement age for us would be about seventy. Yeah, it's disgusting. And I was like, absolutely no, no chance. No. I'm sorry, I am not. My mum and dad have said this because they were really, really fortunate. They both retired around fifty nine. Yeah. 
which is a brilliant age to retire at, like at, for any generation. Yeah. But even for me, I'm thinking I'm not working until I'm 59. <laughs> like I, so much more of like I'd love to be able to retire like yet yeah, in my fifties. I mean the dream in, in my forties or whatever. But yeah. my, the job that I am in now in my corporate job is not gonna let that happen. Absolutely not. Because I'm not gonna turn yeah. around to my manager. Well, I can't turn around to my manager and say, you know what, I really think I deserve. Like yeah. a pay, pay increase of X amount. Like yeah. this going to come and go. No, unfortunately, that's not how it works. <laughs> um, whereas my other business allows me to do that, and I yeah. just think, yeah, it, it's petrifying thinking that there's going to be numerous of us working until we're in our seventies. Like that is just that is yeah. that is horrendous. Yeah. So I think if there is anything that you can do, and if you're not happy, like I always look at my PT. So my PT is also my cousin. Yeah. But she was a social worker and a really, really good social worker. Like, enjoyed the job, did whatever. But she had a real passion for exercise and PT. And she just took that risk that a lot of people would not have done. And okay, she hasn't got children, so it's a little bit different. But she took that risk to go, I'm going to give up this job that is paying me week in, week out, Mm -hmm. whatever, to go and be a PT. Self-employed. And be self-employed. No clients. Not know what's going to happen. Yeah, no clients. Don't really know. I'm just going to start in a gym and see where it takes me. And now, like, 18 months on to two years on, she's absolutely smashing it. And she has got that. But she loves what she does. And I just think that's... At the end of the day, our work pays our bills, but we we yeah. work to live. We don't live to work. And it, I say it all the time, Especially if I kids. could do this full, full time, time, oh my God, it's my favourite thing on yeah. earth, doing this. Mm. And I just think if I could do that for a living, somehow. Imagine like yeah. how happy and content. Yeah. And I just think that passes on to everything. Yeah. It, it then passes on to your kids and yeah. it passes. I think we were in, or I was probably in a bit of a, my mum and dad both work full time. So then they worked all their lives. So then it was just you and go to behavior. school. You, you just, just take, like I was the first one to go to uni. They didn't yeah. go to uni. I was the first one. And then you go and you get a job. Yeah. And you just work. You work. You work nine till five, or you work shift work, whatever you do, yeah. and that pays pays for whatever yeah. you want. And you can you know you can be on whatever amount of money. But for me, there's nothing that beats that time freedom. And I think I am hopefully going to have future children. The dream would be. To be in a position where, yeah, I can spend mm-hmm. as much. And don't get me wrong, I'd still probably put them in nursery. Yeah, because for, for them. For them. Yeah. For one or two days. Yeah. Like, two days, probably a week. But then, and I can get all household jobs done on those days and do, like, life admin. Yeah. But having to do all of that around a four-day job is just hard. <laughs> and people obviously do it around full-time jobs. And I just think, yeah. if it's something that you don't truly, truly love, you're just never going to feel oh i know now i'm not doing the best i could do in my job because i'm because not you enjoying don't, yeah, it 100 percent. yeah 100 that's my manager that's not yeah. this is not new information <laughs> i said that for one reason yeah, yeah. they are aware of that we yeah. are we are looking at that but yeah it's a it's a massive massive thing yeah closing traditions Get so first one what is one thing you wish you knew about parenting before you became a parent so I would say there is no right or wrong way because every baby's different and I wanted someone to give me a book <laughs> and go this is how you're going to get through the first three years of your baby's life like literally a 365 page book that had like a day on day by day yeah. yeah but that's not the case yeah. and I just think every baby is totally different and you've just got to go 
with what your instinct is for your yeah. baby because yeah don't compare everyone's just going to be different yeah i'd say that's the biggest thing mm. and it just expect the not expect the unexpected but it's really really fun like yeah. it, it really i know yeah. like people like you do moan and you do whatever and you are sleep deprived and you are everything else but it's such a brilliant part of your life so i think yeah. there are days when you think oh my god yeah but it is just a yeah. phase and you get out of it. I remember one of my former managers saying to me, I literally was like basking in the toddler, like the terrible twos, shit, <laughs> tantrums and being like, no, it's, it's not, it's the worst. And her saying to me, it is the best age. Like I promise you, as soon as these stop, because they're just finding their feet yeah. and their emotions. They're now how far they can push yeah. it as well. She said, honestly, it is the most fun. And I was like, okay. And now we're kind of getting out, out of that it. stage a little bit i do see and it is I do so see. fun yeah. it is and yeah. i just think take every day and just bottle it up because they change so quick yeah, they do and that's the biggest like thing that i've taken away from it yeah. but yeah i would say to not compare yeah and top tip so any expecting parents or maybe brand new parents what would be your top tip that you'd give them so linked into the other one really but in terms of 100% don't compare yeah. to anyone else. Anyone's anything. Yeah. So anyone's birth story, anyone's what they're doing with their yeah. babies, what you feel like you might not be doing with your babies. Um, and I would say, everyone said this to me and Alistair when Jensen was born and they were like, oh, it goes so quick. It goes so quick, you know? So like, take it all in and blah, blah, blah. And I remember being there sleep deprived. I'd had about three hours sleep the night before. It felt like Groundhog Day every day. And I was like, I feel like the past four weeks have lasted four years and people are telling me that this is going so quick. I don't believe them. Whereas now, yeah. I think I've blinked and he's nearly three. Yeah. So we just think there are days when your day feels so yeah. long yeah. and your baby might not stop crying or they might not do whatever. Yeah. But go to bed and obviously you might not have a full night's sleep, yeah. but wake up the next day and just start a new day because those days like now I think when I see like little newborn babies I'm like oh, oh. And it will, um, Kate's little like, baby oh tiny oh, yeah. tiny I literally went because in my head Bella's still that little yeah Oh, no. And then you realise just how big they are. And yeah. I think it literally... Now, I'm thinking, yeah, he goes to school next year. Mm-hmm. And that petrifies me. Because yeah. I think those four years have just flown. Yeah. So do just bottle it all up. And it will. You'll feel like it's not going fast at all. And then first survival mode, weeks and months. Yeah. But then, it really does Kick just... Yeah. yeah. So just bottle it all up. Thanks for being fantastic. Oh, and for sharing so everything. Much. It was lovely having you. Thank you very much. Yeah.